hello folks welcome to this new summer update for beyond this earth this is nowhere hollerback yeah i know if sank afghanistan boy we got a lot to discuss But I'm going to give you nine minutes of the fury that this society lacks. So for nine minutes before I get to my points, Tucker Carlson will hold Tucker Carlson tonight from Fox News has this to say for the events that took place all throughout this last weekend and has been continuing the past two weeks and reached its crescendo late Saturday into early Sunday morning. Joe Biden went on television today this afternoon and talked to the country about Afghanistan. He said, among other things, that we had no choice but to leave. And on that question, he is right. The United States should have left Afghanistan 19 years ago when it became obvious that Osama bin Laden wasn't there and had fled to Pakistan. There was no reason to stay in the country. And the longer we remained, the worse it was always going to be. The question is, and the relevant question today, is how exactly do you get out? Just because something is necessary doesn't mean you get to ignore the details of it. If you learned you needed an emergency appendectomy, would it matter to you who performed the operation, a surgeon with a scalpel or a drunk guy with a pocket knife? Yes, it would matter to you. But it didn't matter to Joe Biden, apparently. He barely mentioned the withdrawal today. Biden did the necessary thing in the ugliest possible way. If you've been watching television during the day, you've probably seen this footage. It's terrified men in sandals clinging to the side of a C-17 as it attempts to leave Afghanistan. This is the iconic photo of the moment. It's the final humiliating scene of the American occupation of Afghanistan. That means that after 20 years and trillions of dollars, our leaders couldn't manage to pull off an orderly retreat. They couldn't even secure a single runway. And that's the main lesson of the fall of Kabul. We are led by buffoons. They have no idea what they're doing. We know that now, they're imposters. Everything they touch turns to chaos, not just there, but here. These are the people who run the Amtrak station in Midtown Manhattan, the one that's filled with drug addicts. They're the people in charge of the power grid in the state of California. They have no useful skills. And yet somehow these same people assured us they were going to turn Stone Age Afghanistan into modern Belgium. Remembering it now is bitter and hilarious. At this point, our leaders are so discredited they're running out of ways to criticize the Taliban. Is the Biden administration really going to attack the new government of Afghanistan for forcing women to cover their faces? Are American diplomats actually going to lecture Taliban leaders about toppling statues? Probably not going to happen. That's how much credibility our leaders have lost, how much moral authority they have squandered in the past 20 years. But most of what they've lost is their self-awareness. They have none. Until just this weekend, for example, they had no idea how badly they were failing in Afghanistan. Here's John Kirby of the Pentagon explaining that, calm down, America, everything in Kabul is under control. Keep in mind, we have not edited this tape, and it's not from last year. This is three days ago. Kabul is not uh, right now. Um, 
in an imminent threat environment. Oh, good job, John Kirby. Think he'll keep his job? Of course he'll keep his job. A man who's willing to defend pregnant fighter pilots can work in Washington forever. And so can Mark Milley at the Joint Chiefs and the rest of the woke clowns at the Pentagon. Generals who are much more worried about white rage in West Virginia than they are about our enemies abroad. When was the last time these guys won a war? Seriously, they hate it when you ask that question. Nothing bothers them more. But what's the answer? When was that? And while we're at it, how about the intel agencies? Their job is very specific. Give policymakers some rough sense of what's going to happen in the world, especially in the big questions so they can make wise decisions. How's the intel world doing on that? Let's see. The collapse of the Soviet Union, 9-11, the fall of Kabul, not small things, major history-changing events. They missed all of those completely. They had no idea. So why are they still there? Well, because someone's got to read your text messages, got to make sure you're not making fun of trans people or anything like that. And then there's the Biden administration overseeing all of it, the group led by the senile credit card shill from Delaware and staffed by power-hungry non-entities who believe they're God. Hubris, that doesn't describe the vibe at the current White House. It's much more grandiose than that, and there's far less justification for it. Here's our sitting national security advisor, for example. He is 44 years old. As far as we can tell, he has never had an actual job. Outside of school, he has no accomplishments whatsoever. Watch this highly respected Rhodes Scholar explain that, in fact, everything you're seeing on TV from Afghanistan is a victory. How do you explain getting this so wrong? Well, first, Savannah, to be fair, the helicopter has been the mode of transport from our embassy to the airport for the last 20 years. But you know the lecture that is, that is, It's not the helicopter. It's not the mechanism. Forth, so. No, no. It's to the last-minute scramble. You know that. It's the last-minute scramble when the assurances from the president himself were this was not what we were going to see. The reason that there are U.S. forces at the airport effectuating a successful drawdown of our embassy, uh, securing the airport to be able to get other people out, is because the president pre-positioned those forces, thousands of them, in the Gulf so they could be moved in rapidly in the event that there was a rapid collapse. Oh, so they're effectuating a successful drawdown of our embassy. So that's what we call it when you burn your files and flee in a helicopter from approaching gunfire. You're just effectuating another successful drawdown. Woohoo! We could go on. We could torture you with the failures and the details. We haven't even mentioned our, quote, Secretary of State. Tony Blinken, a man so mediocre you gasp when you hear him speak. Can you really be that dumb and run the Department of State? Yeah, you can. And the last several decades of American foreign policy prove that you can. America is, Afghanistan is not the first country our leaders have left worse than they found it. The list of those countries is long and sadly it's growing. Part of the reason is that for decades, left-wing academics in the U.S. have used the developing world as a laboratory to test their theories about how societies ought to be ordered but aren't. Over time, they've constructed a parallel government of NGOs that work alongside our Pentagon and our State Department, as well as with the United Nations, to impose radical social engineering projects on the world's poorest people who have no say in the matter. Over the past 20 years, for example, Congress has allocated close to a billion dollars to export academic feminism to Afghanistan. Where'd that money go? Well, it went to programs like a two years master's degree in gender and women's studies offered at Kabul University, something Afghans apparently never knew they needed. Another U.S. government effort, meanwhile, funded, quote, activities that educate and engage Afghan men and boys to challenge gender stereotypes. Right, they weren't doing that enough. 
And of course, always and everywhere, our leaders enforce the most American of all cultural exports, affirmative action. American-funded gender advisors demanded that women compromise at least 10% of the Afghan National Army and a still larger proportion of that country's political leadership. Thanks to American-imposed gender quotas, dozens of women ultimately were installed as representatives in Afghan's parliament. How'd that work? Well, the whole thing was a sham, as always. In fact, many of these new female legislators had never been to the provinces they claimed to represent. Almost nobody in Afghanistan liked any of this, by the way, and why would they? As one USAID official conceded in a classified report, quote, focusing on gender made things more unstable because it caused revolts. It caused revolts. But officials kept doing it. They kept pushing radical gender politics anyway because they could, because they were in charge of these Stone Age people they were going to educate. This is the face of the late American empire, gender studies seminars at gunpoint. This is not like other empires. Unlike other empires, ours does not operate for our benefit. America toppled Saddam but took no oil. Remember that? Instead, the entire point of our imperial project is to give meaning to the empty lives of the neoliberal bureaucrats who administer it and then enrich the contractors who work for them, who are enriched, you'll be happy to know. What role do the rest of us play in this? None. We just pay for it. Yesterday, to underscore that point, the Biden administration told us that American citizens would not be given priority in the evacuation from Kabul. So our government's official position is that American lives are not more valuable than the lives of foreigners. But you already knew that because you've seen our southern border. The people who made the Afghan occupation possible would like to see a lot more of our southern border, much more unrestrained immigration to the U.S. Bring in the refugees, they're screaming tonight. That's the only lesson they're taking from this debacle. Quote, America must not stand idly by, Mitt Romney tweeted today. The president must urgently rush to defend, rescue, and give and expand asylum. There is no time to spare. There's lots of time to spare as Americans die of fentanyl ODs and millions of foreign nationals whose identities we can't confirm move here. But when it comes to bringing Afghans to our country, there's no time to spare. And Liz Cheney firmly agrees with that. So does her friend Bill Kristol and Nancy Pelosi and Victoria Nuland at the State Department and so many more, so many more just like them. These are the architects of the disaster we are watching unfold on television. They should be groveling for our forgiveness, but they're not. Why? Because contrition requires decency. There's no chance. So we're getting it. And if history is any guide, and it's always a guide, we will see many refugees from Afghanistan resettle in our country in coming months, probably in your neighborhood. And over the next decade, that number may swell to the millions. So first we invade, and then we're invaded. It is always the same. We'll sp be spending a lot more time on that subject in recent, in coming weeks because it matters. But first, since Kabul has just fallen, it might be worth asking the most obvious question of all. Why did the Taliban win? How did the 6th century triumph over the 21st century? That's the question we're going to ask ourselves on October 11th when the new episode of Beyond This Earth comes for its third season, episode one. <clears throat> but I just want to make sure all of you got that absolute fire opinion opening monologue from Monday's episode of the Tucker Carlson 
program. Talker Carlson tonight. I just want to let all of you know. I know this is an ain't you ain't shit rant, but I just want to let all of you know. Every single thing you are seeing right now is all connected and all related. And it all goes back to what I did in those episodes that I did concerning with religion and positive masculinity from Rollo Tomasi. All of it is connected back to it. It's connected back to what Michael Tessarian has said. And it's also connected back to what John Michael Greer is saying. But I'm not gonna talk about those dream men today somewhat, but I will talk about what happened in Afghanistan. People are questioning why they lose their limbs, why many of them lost their friends' lives, why they came back with PTSD and all the rest of it. And after 20 years, some of them been there since they were 19 years old. And they're coming back 38 years old, dejected, watching Kabul fall. Can anybody explain to me or the leadership now in Biden's administration who allows the vice president of the United States, the United States, Kamala Harris Emmerhoff, to walk before Joseph Biden. It does not happen. It cannot happen. It should never happen. The president of the United States was given the electoral electoral college, and so he walks before any vice president, man or woman. It is these disgusting acts by the supposed leadership of this country, supposed because they have lost the mandate to lead this country of the events of what happened on Saturday and Sunday. Because this is the greatest embarrassment since Vietnam. And Vietnam replayed itself again. And so what happened after Vietnam? History's the guide. You saw what happened after Vietnam. The bullshit started in 73. The bullshit continued for the next five years. There were things that happened in the 1970s that should have never taken place. And especially with this particular thing coming up with social media, if it existed in the 1970s, you know, all those video games about streets of rage and all the rest of it, it would have become not only the reality, it would have been the role, not the exception. Does anybody think anymore in this society? No, y'all don't. You don't. To keep it as simple as possible. The same data-based tactics the generals have done for the past 20 years in Afghanistan were the same data-based tactics 
that we did in Vietnam. The only difference was processing power and new programming services and programming languages that came between the time they used COBOL, Fortran, and others to what they now use with Java, Stripe, Ruby, the whole lot of it, and especially for data science, they use Python and Lisp in some small ways, even though Lisp existed during those two particular times. Same technology, same similar types of technology used in data analysis of war. You don't data analyze war. Like Tucker Carlson said, in this quote unquote empire, past empires usually give the gibbles back to its own people. Our empire doesn't. To make this a front, and it was also spoken about in the Twitter sphere, spoken about it in Twitter sphere, this war was done for the audience of NPR. And if you wanna really look at it in a very dark and twisted way, the whole war on terror on every single side of the argument has to do with making sure that the NPR class, the supposed smartest people in the room, the new masters of the universe, the worshipers of scientism, were placated on every single step of the game, where it was anti-Bush, where it was pro-Obama, where it was anti-Trump, where it was pro-Biden up until extremely recently. All of it was to placate that particular class. Every single aspect of our society now, when it comes to who runs this society, goes back to that particular class. And what makes this so amazingly fucked up? So amazingly fucked up this whole notion. Let's make sure you understand what I'm getting at because a lot of people think that people, I'm stupid or everybody else talking about these particular things, BAP and others are stupid or talking about that. It doesn't matter. What makes this worse? Be on all approach. What makes this worse? 
the services that PBS and NPR have have not declined have declined from the time this war started and the threats that the Republican is the public administrations from Bush and Trump said they were going to do to PBS and NPR their funding has dried up to a trickle within that same time period dried up to an absolute trickle they had more money during Reagan's administration than they did do now way more money these this is how what they call like so like zokism or what have you comes into four this is some of the reasons a lot of the media are starting to say Nielsen is lying about their rating systems I have to somewhat agree on it but it's this is not the time to talk about it and this is not the topic to talk about it we I already have the answer to some of the questions that Tucker Carlson tonight tried to explain and we'll explain more of it on October 11th but he might have mentioned this as well on his show how did a sit century to not even well let's be fair here they did use ak-47s mind you so they're closer to a very poor society in the 20th century than they are from the 6th century but let's give him his due how come a 6th century Society could defeat a 21st century high-tech society. How could they do it? Very simple folks you wake them out You wake them out The greatest travesty and embarrassment and the greatest realization about 9-11 and how Dark, all of this truly has become. It's the fundamental basis that your enemies just gotta wait you out and you will win. You might go for many different iterations, but as long as you have the same name and the same plan, you're going to win because of the tiredness. The way we run war. Is absolutely fuck backwards and a lot is going to have to be explained especially when it comes to the issues of women's rights the minority issues and all the rest of it and why they keep trying to push it towards every aspect of the globe which is why some of the Folks who are connected to BAP and Zeal HP Lovecraft called this the GAE. This whole edifice that we saw fail in Kabul, Afghanistan is called the GAE. 
Same people talking about we need to take a break. Jim Pulaski need to take a break. Where is Biden? He won't talk to nobody except George Stephanopoulos. Where he is the vice president? Where is anybody in leadership? Why are these dudes that have said white people are the problem when they are white and they are in the positions of power, quote unquote? You see how unbelievable these motherfuckers sound and how easy it is to call them on their bullshit. How all of this have shown the weakness of liberalism, the weakness of shit tier liberalism, which is basically what this presidency is. You don't have to go far to show how liberalism fails. All you have to do is listen to the interview between Walsh and Doug Tenaple, especially when it comes to the concerns about children and all the rest of it, and how Walsh tried to play himself around. Do you understand that people like him, people like counterpoints, people like all the others that have shown their faces since 2013, 2014, we didn't know how bad it really was. Now we see the disaster that has befallen on us because the liberals that they tried to push out the GAE people were the same liberals that talked about the issues of not only ISIS but of the Taliban and of Korea and of Iraq and especially of ISIS, no one wanted to hear them. But the few of them that did, didn't learn one goddamn thing from what the world nerds said about Afghanistan, especially, and why nobody will ultimately suffer for what has happened to our standing in the world, especially with Biden and his people in the White House. I want to end with certain things that you need to begin to observe and certain questions you need to ask yourself because the answers are on the other side on October 11th. The answers are on the other side. I want you to ask this major question 
that I think that encompasses everything that has happened in the last, not just five days, not just five weeks, especially with the COVID-19 vaccine rollout and the continuation of this Delta variant and the stories of are they full or are they not full? The ADE and all the rest of it. The last five months with this election thing going down and certain interesting stories coming from Wisconsin, Michigan, and Arizona. But the last five years, since the beginnings of Me Too and the whole lot of it, and the questions that the Western media told the Taliban, and the two answers that the Taliban said, ultimately where they were going to head. The concern for women's rights, the concern for the issues concerning gender. One of the major problems people are not getting and they are refusing to accept is that the world sees women differently. And as Tucker Carlson states, you cannot do this by gunpoint. You cannot teach all of these things at gunpoint and think you can continue to pull this off. You are going to get hurt. You're beginning to understand the insanity this society has showcased all over the world, not just in this incident in Afghanistan, but the way certain entities see each other and certain American entities tell other industries how things are going to be done when it comes to this country. You're beginning to see the insanity when it comes to this particular pandemic and the hidden truths and all the rest of these things that were happening. All of this is coming to a head. And people are going to have to accept of going to this dark place and realizing that in that dark place, we are going to find the truth. And the fundamental truth unfortunately is is that these motherfuckers do not have the capability to lead they do not have that mandate to lead they were taken down in such quick fashion in Afghanistan that such a disaster can only mean that they are going to suffer this location in a few years. 
Do you know what happened after the third time Britain went to Afghanistan? The third time they went to Afghanistan was two was about six and a half months after the First World War. The Afghans got their liberation from the third time the British Empire got there. That was a plus the First World War and the losses they suffer in those two conflicts began the process of the lost 1920s in the UK. I just want you to understand where we're headed. Stop playing yourselves. That lost generation in the UK started talking a lot of things. And it started aspects and the basis of that aspects on certain things that we now accept as gospel truth in our society. Just look at it. And how to run a state and how to control the state by technology and a whole lot of it. It started with that lost generation in the 1920s. They could beat the Germans, they couldn't beat the Afghans. And they barely beat the Germans. I just want y'all to think about this. What happened after 1989? Within two years, there was no Soviet Union. Within two years, the Soviet Union was gone. We did not have the internet then. So in two years after that Afghan war, we started seeing the bullshit. And the bullshit led into the dissolution of the Soviet states. We have the internet now. We have social media now. We have all of those informations and alternative dots that are swimming around. And some of the conservatives on Fox News and other places are using some of those Twitter speak, the Twitter handles those tweets and they're using those tweets to great effect in their own words not fully copying them of course but in their own words and it becomes apparent to everyone here that America 
has now reached a reckoning that people cannot believe is going to pass. But it has to happen. Because Joseph Biden's manhood was called out and we realized that he was just another pussy. He was called out and his manhood was tested and he had no steel in his spine. You cannot say that same about Obama. No matter how many times that he got played, you cannot say the exact same thing. You can't even say that the same thing about Trump, ultimately, because his ego will never allow him to take a loss. Whatever you thought about him and all the rest of these things, you saw a pussy in a man called Joe Biden. You saw a pussy in a man called Hunter Biden. And it is a shame and it is a disgrace ultimately to the legacy of his brother Bo that him in Afghanistan and Iraq, he did those tours. He fought, his father didn't, his brother didn't either, but he fought. And those men of high character are gone from this world. And women of high character are forced to commit suicide because of the jealousy of older women who will never have the beauty, nor the talent, nor have the attention being pointed at them. It is a disgusting display of fickleness that we see, not fecundity, I'm sorry, but fickleness. Fickleness, an absolute weakness. That you sit here every day and you look at your government and you wonder who runs this place. Is there anybody in the wheels? of our society to tell these motherfucking NPR shit lips to stop running this country down and making us look like we're pussies. Once you start realizing on how the praxis of Roll Tomasi's red pill, what have you, and the red praxis and all the rest of it, the praxology that he uses, once you realize and apply to it for other particular things, whether you agree with it or not, you may disagree on both some of it. You may disagree on all of it. 
once you begin to realize and how it affects and how women see and how women see this world and all the rest of it you can't blame women for the things they're doing and the way they're acting the issue has always been why you so black pill and why are these people acting this black pill out and all the rest of these things I'm gonna give you the darkest answer you can posit this is not a black pill but it is the reality you may see it as a black pill but you're gonna see the reality there our government could have solved the problem of Afghanistan and solved the problem of a lot of the other things in this society if they weren't so enamored with chasing pussy that in our education is educational system and it, it spends itself on the dark shit that we hear from Afghanistan and how they you and how they treat boys The way you treat men in this society and the blowback that has happened and the way they use immigrants in this society and the way they have made a science experiment of the whole third world which is basically the argument Mark Ames Yasha Levine and the Warner have been saying for years they made it into a science experiment and now the science experiment has been and it, is, and it started with African American people that's where the science experiment did that's why I call all of them shit libs it's all shit lib ideology the way they treat men in this society whether it's white men, whether it's black men, Latinos, where if it's Asian men, no whole lot of it. The way they treat men in this society, it is an absolute shame that they are first drugged in order to make sure they emote like females and then there are when the drugs don't work they are even proud of this they create a order of society where they breed out criminals in the public school system in particular, especially in this inner cities. And when you beginning to understand why they're doing this and you're destined and you're destined to not understand it, why in the fuck if you're ever even want to be called conservative that you even give any sort of shit lib 
ideology, any sort of fucking play. You've seen what it has done. The events are right in your face. And now you're going to have to come to terms with why all y'all shoes got removed and everybody got to check their shoes. You have to come to grips with why everybody got to get vaccinated in order to get on a plane, which is coming soon, but they're not doing it because we're hearing some very nasty stories. Why you need to be vaccinated to go and watch a concert? Why you go there? Is absolutely nothing to do with the vaccinations. It has absolutely no, nothing to do with it. You have treated men like shit for too the fuck long. And you have made women who don't want to be queens, who don't want it, but want security over all things. And by osmosis, by their natural desires or what have you, chats men for all sorts of things and realize they're failing the test and they don't know why they're failing the test. They're failing the test because our society is trying to make sure this place becomes a prostitution paradise. Do you know what's happened? The prostitution marketplace lost. And they don't know what to do with it themselves. And the people that run this particular marketplace don't know what the fuck they want to, they can do with themselves. That they have lost. <clears throat> so they have to find out new answers. They're not gonna find those answers. It's not there for the taking, it's not there for the wanting. So I just want y'all to think about this. We got a couple of months ago. September is coming around. I got a lot of things to take care of. But once October 11 comes around and the first episode premieres and everything starts to go on in earnest, you're going to learn a lot of shit. It's not about banning bad from Twitter. It's not about trying to get rid of zero, uh, zero HP Lovecraft. It's not about dismissing Curving Yarvin's points. You may disagree with it. The only thing I disagree with all of them concerning is prostitution. We will never agree on it. But a lot of other things, especially after what has happened in Afghanistan, has some merit. Has some merit. Not saying it's a subscription for all of the society's ills, but it has certain merit. This Reddit culture, militose bullshit that we see, that now has spread itself in all aspects and all forms, not only entertainment, not only society, but in things that matter. You have broke, this society is broken. You're going, there's going to be fixes. A lot of fixes are nothing to fucking do. Nothing to fucking do with gender studies and all other particular things as well. You're gonna have, and this is what is gonna have to happen. 
I'm only gonna tell you one part of it. Next part is gonna come later. Something I begin to realize. We're gonna have to change our idea on how sex, human sexuality is going to be sh showcased. We're gonna have to change it. It's not about accepting the darkness, no. We're gonna have to change it to the point where y'all motherfuckers better get your asses in gear. Cause this is a joke. We cannot continue to lose like this shit again, like we did in Afghanistan and did in Vietnam. We can't have this shit happen again. And China is looking at this and saying, Oh, we got this shit. The disaster that we have avoided for years is coming. Whether you like it or not, whether you can accept it or not, immaterial, it has to happen. It may ultimately mean that what we consider leftism as a concept, this neoliberal, neoconservative, neo what have you entity has to be discarded into the winds of history. It has no, they have no choice. And then we're going to have to rebuild how we are going to see ourselves as American citizens in this society. And until we do that, we ain't going nowhere. And we are ultimately going to see the retelling of history in ways you cannot possibly imagine. We're going to go through some very heavy shit and it's not going to be pretty. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, we'll be ready by October 11th for a all-new season three, episode one. I'll be on this earth. This is Noah Holabek. We'll see you guys pretty soon on Beyond This Earth. Thank you for listening.